Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And I, well, I, I was caught off guard with that. Can we start over? Sorry. Yep. Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Colin Parker. Uh, Alex Taylor. How are you? I'm doing okay. <laughs> what is this the joke that you wanted us to start over for? What's going no. on here? Well, so before you had mentioned something about needing a drink, and I was going to make a joke about like having a drink with me, and yeah. Oh, well, like, why did you sound so sad just now when you said my name? Because usually, you... like, it, I try to be very boisterous, and I wanted to, you know, approach it from a different angle. Because today we're doing something different, aren't we, Colin? We are doing something different, and I hope that you're not sad to be working with me on this because this is actually one of my favorite things to work on. Um. Now, in case you missed it, <laughs> on the last episode, Alex did a little presentation. Uh, Alex, who did you talk about last week? Last week, I talked about our uh, dear Baltimore native. I was going to say our dear friend, but we don't actually know him. Uh, Brian David Gilbert. He is a video editor at Polygon. If you don't know his stuff, you should check out his stuff because he does a lot of cool stuff. He does. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put it out into the universe that he is our friend canonically and if he wants to fight that then he has to come on the show and uh and become our friend and then yeah. whoops and then it won't even matter because he'll be our friend anyway yeah so there full you proof. have it brian totally foolproof glad to have you on board so glad Alex, to be your friend. we've got something cool going on so we've talked about it i think uh many different times while i was still in college um i think i mentioned this like God, I don't know, multiple episodes in a row, and we just never did an episode on it or about it, and uh, I think that it's high time that we fix that. So, we've talked about this topic, I think, quite a few times on the show. It was mm -hmm. something that I did a lot while I was in college, um, and it is a project that I really enjoy working on. I've made a couple of these at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually currently working through one at this moment. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I would like to present to all of you, and especially you, Alex, you and I are going to be working on one sort of together here. Right. Um, this is a 12-week comprehensive marketing plan. Mm -hmm. um, basically, the best way, at least for me uh, to describe it, at least, is a marketing plan that you have set for whether it's a whole company, yeah. whether it's a department, a sub-department, or even just yourself. It is a marketing plan that you can follow and everything is set out with easily definable and reachable goals, mm -hmm. um, or rather they are easily reachable in the sense that like you're not going to set something that is wildly impossible. Yeah. Um, you may not make all of those goals. But that's the great thing about a 12-week marketing plan. You then spend that 13th week kind of going over what worked and what didn't work, and then you make your next 12-week uh, marketing plan. Interesting. Um, and so you can use these marketing plans for anything, whether it's for something that you're doing in 12 weeks or if it's something that you're trying to do three years from now, right? You can just keep working towards it mm -hmm. over the course of those three years. Yeah, And always taking that 13th week to kind of split everything up into four equal uh, quarters in a year. Hmm. So uh, I will be putting up a link to a printable version of this, or maybe I'll just make some sort of version that people can um, save to their personal Google Docs, however they want to do it, uh, and then kind of go from there. Just some sort of... Uh, basically, I'm just going to put some sort of general outline. Yeah. Um, it's very bare bones, but it, it definitely should give you everything that you do need. And then, of course, this episode will help you uh, understand what all of those things mean. Mm -hmm. um, now, this first part that's, that you'll see when you look at the file, it's probably not necessarily something that every single company uses or whatever. 
I realized that part of this for me came from having do this in school, but I still create my marketing projects almost as if I am turning it in as a assignment. Yeah. Uh, so I always put my name and then immediately under that, like the company or the group or whatever it is that like I'm working on this goal for. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, if I was doing something for me personally, I would have my name up there twice, yeah. but I'd probably like bold or italicize my name on the second time. Yeah. Um, so you can go ahead and put in your name there if you'd like. Um, and then uh, also your whatever company or group or project, whatever whatever it is that you specifically, Alex, are working to um, uh, to market here. So like right now in this document? Yeah, go for it. Okay. This isn't the this isn't the same one that I'll that I'll put out for everyone. Andrew, so. Steven, Michael, French, Frenchy. Man, we're going for the Taylor. full name. <laughs> eh, that, that that that'd be the. There we go. Company okay. group. Let me do French. Alejandro. Okay. Alexander. And date is I'll yes. Taste. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. So, uh, the marketed project. So is there a specific project or, you know, anything like that, that you're looking to market or is it just specifically the artist or, you know, the, the group that is French Alexander? Well, it would be uh, the, the project of French Alexander, but specifically certain pro well, developing the IP. Sure. Okay. So then for that, I would then say your marketed project is also still just French Alexander. Yeah. Um, so you can go ahead and put that in there. Okay. Okay. So uh, basically, again, if you're following along with us, and just in case, I will kind of do this as if uh, not necessarily an ASMR, but this is a this photo is a description. So again, we've got name, the project or company that you're representing, mm-hmm. the date of the initial like draft of this of this uh, 12 week marketing program. And then you have uh, in the in the very top, basically kind of like a title, right? Being whatever it is, the project that you're working on. So for Alex, it's centered, bolded, underlined French Alexander. Immediately under that, the a 12 week marketing plan. You don't have to necessarily have that thing on there. I just like to have it because it just looks like cool to me um okay so page one is basically always going to be the same unless something within your program uh then ends up changing something on this Mm -hmm. but even so you wouldn't change your first page until you start your next 12-week marketing program um so that is the one nice thing about this project right page one always stays exactly as is once it's been written. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to make a number one and it's going to be a goal. Okay. Now a goal in with a capital G is a three to five year goal that you are working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, I started working on these marketing programs when I was in college and I was like, Hey, I want to make it onto the Forbes 30 under 30. So that's what my, my, the name of my program was Colin M. Parker, uh, sorry, 30 under 30 media luminary Colin M. Parker was the name of my program. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to make it onto the Forbes 30 under 30 list. So yeah. what is your three to five year goal for French Alexander? Well, I had a couple Well, when you had mentioned this to me, I was thinking it'd be more like, so year one would be this year two would be that, but I can modify. So, th- so this is what I had before. So like the first year would be like regularly, regularly release one form of content and create a hub for social media stream weekly. Year two was release several forms of content regularly and regularly stream. And third year was like blank. But I think basically the goal would be to regular. Well, Hmm. Now, see, what you actually just described is actually not bad. Yeah. Those are things that I wouldn't necessarily put under goal, but those are things that you can put under objectives, which is number two. Okay. So hold on to those, yes. or you can go ahead and put them in if you want. But like, so like a good three to five year goal, mm-hmm. right, is something that, um, I mean, a lot of these things, we're going to use this word kind of often, but it is something that can be quantifiable, right? Yeah. It's not something that you want to have be subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, not to put anybody on blast, I won't mention their name, but I will never forget, I had to do one of these in a group project setting, mm-hmm. and we were working, uh, this was as our midterm, and so we did it to represent one of the uh, members of the group's bands, um, and he said that his three to five year goal was to make it as big as possible for as long as possible. 
And uh, you hmm. definitely know that homeboy, Colin Parker, heavily edited the entire thing and basically did the entire thing on his own. The thing is, you want to have it be something that is something that you can literally point to. Mm-hmm. The, for example, the making it onto the Forbes 30 under 30. Yeah. If you want to, right? Because again, all of this can still be the, the same and your objectives will still be the same, right? Mm-hmm. But your goal could be to make it onto the Forbes 30 under 30, but for music. Yeah. If that's what you want to go for. Mm-hmm. Or if you want it to be to chart on this one website or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, basically like get big enough to, well, I wouldn't say get big enough, but like, say like, you know, recognition, recognition in three major publications or something like that. You know, that's, I mean, which is a a pretty solid goal. And that is something that usually takes some time. Well, so here's an idea. So on YouTube, there were all, obviously on YouTube, there are a lot of different communities. One such community is the, um, this, the modular synth and like live, well, maybe not specifically modular synth, but just like the synth community yeah. ranging from like modular synth to dollars jamming to all that kind of stuff. So maybe one th- could, one thing could be recognition within the synth community on YouTube, Twitter, etc. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that works. I think that works. Okay. Um, uh, or rather, I think that that is a, quantifiable thing uh or quantifiable enough and is something that you know shouldn't take i mean like i don't know like i I obviously i'm not as familiar with that community is Mm -hmm. that something that you would say would take three to five years probably yeah because with any kind of uh, well with that kind of uh channel like there's a lot of content you need to make you need to build up a Mm -hmm. following you need to have kind of regular output whether it's with reviews oh sure um, yeah live music um thought pieces that kind of stuff sure sure so for me i had 330 media luminary 12-week comprehensive marketing plan number Mm -hmm. one goal my goal is to grow my media empire and become a forbes 30 under 30 media luminary um so the next Mm -hmm. thing is objectives now the big thing here is uh you know creating a hub for content and stuff like that is good because that is quantifiable right like it whether if you do it or don't Mm -hmm. that's something now when you say regular releases Mm -hmm. or regular release right that is something where I would say that you would probably want to have some sort of actual, okay. not actual, but like some sort of like thing that says something. I mean, that that's fine what you have. Like what but to the say, specific kind of thing is. Yes, basically. So, and you can put that as like under a, you know, as like, you know, lowercase I, you know, you yeah. can say um, regular release, different forms of content. And then you can say you know, once a month, an EP or something like that, or like, like a three song EP or, you know, uh, every other week do blank, you know, something like that. Like you want to have what that regular release looks like, because again, you need to have something that is, that has numbers and stuff like that yeah, attached yeah, yeah. to it. So you have like um, kind of, um, measured sort of like, okay, so these are the yes, specific things measured- I'm going to do to get to where I need to get to. Measured is a very good word, and that was a word that I was actually kind of looking for for the past like three or four minutes, and just for whatever reason, yeah. could only think of saying quantifiable, and I was like, man, I keep saying that word, it's going to lose its meaning. Yeah. So yeah, me- measurable, though, is is very important. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay. Um, I'm going to, I'll wait for you to... Pieces worked on, pieces created that month okay so if we're thinking in terms of specific things i can do one thing could potentially be release monthly eps with pieces created that month because you had mentioned releasing like a monthly thing that could be a good way to kind of say hey here are the things that i did this month check it out right right or even if you know depending on how because again because you do work on multiple projects Mm -hmm. right if you have a thing where um putting out an EP every month is a lot when some of the material that you work on goes to other projects other than French Alexander. Yeah. You can also say a quarterly EP worked with pieces that are created in the months of the quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Which I think, you know, both are are solid. And it's one of those things where if you are an artist who doesn't do work for other parties, like, for example, we've spoken in many episodes about how you work on music for Myth Takes, Mm -hmm. right? If the, if the music that you were making for mid takes wasn't going to mid takes, then you could easily put that on your EP. Yeah. 
Now, question though, maybe yeah. this would be more of a potentially more of a discussion like outside of the podcast, but would it also be uh, one potential use of it could be, hey, so here's the thing that I did, check out the thing that it's in. That's very possible. And something like that is always something that you would want to check with whoever it is that you worked with on that music. Of course. Um, be- yeah. Because I, you know, obviously it's always going to be very different. Like, you know, John Williams isn't going to go put out an album and say, Hey, here's this like fun little music that I made for a fun little franchise called Star Wars. Uh, if you've ever heard of it, go check out the movie. You know what I mean? But. That being said, mm-hmm. if he made a whole bunch of little music pieces that were performed by different random colleges, yeah. and then he you know, recorded them and said, hey, there's also really, you know, these were all originally commissions and they've already been recorded, but you can go see the originals here. That's, you know, that's a good example of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all very perfect. Okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, let's move on to past achievements. Okay. Um, past achievements are pieces of relevant information that are connected to your current goals or also to your objectives overall, like, or to your main goal rather. Um, and something that you can look back to for inspiration, whether it comes to like inspiration for work, like, Oh, this worked, this didn't stuff Mm -hmm. like that. For example, on my past achievements, when I wrote this, this was 2017. So at the time that I wrote this original file uh the scavengers network had just made its facebook page yeah um and it had 50 likes well 51 but still um with an average of about 600 people reached per week mm-hmm. youtube had 70 subscribers um with an average view time of four minutes and 23 seconds mm-hmm. averaging about 900 minutes per month um so, you know, we, we were doing okay, but it was definitely not amazing. Yeah. But I mean, for 70 subscribers, 900 minutes per, per month was actually pretty good, I feel like. Yeah. Um, okay. And so that was stuff for the Scavengers Network. Those were all um, things. So, like, those were all things that were linked to objectives of mine, like increasing average view time. Yeah. Increasing the company's subscriber base. Um, stuff like that. And expanding, like, social media following. So, like, under that, I also had Colin M. Parker's personal social media mm-hmm. uh, aspects and stuff like that. Also added in things like the jobs that I had recently started or the positions that I was currently holding, like uh, co-founder of the Scavengers Network, mm-hmm. head editor of video for the Scavengers Network. Mm-hmm. Um and then I put all the guest spots that I had done at the time, which was only three podcasts. So, you know, that was a thing where now that list would be exponentially larger. Yeah. So your past achievements can be anything. So for you, you can say you've already released one EP and it was named blank and you can give all sorts of statistics for it right under that you know you can put down things like it got this many downloads here this many downloads there it got this many streams on this service things like that so like these are anything that you have that are past achievements that will link into any of this stuff yeah and also help you like on days where you're kind of feeling a little uh down about maybe a project that you're working on like if things aren't working right yeah and you go to look at that 12 week you know marketing plan It'll either say, like, oh, yeah, I've done this before, like, we'll be fine. Or you can look at it and go, wow, and that's where I got last time, and I'm already past that point, Mm -hmm. so maybe things aren't as bad as I expected, you know? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Um, uh, So those are all all very good things to, to, to have on your past achievements. And lastly, that I'll say, the other reason that past achievements are important are because if you are potentially working with a marketing firm, for example, that is outside of your company, having past achievements also helps them because maybe they want to use some of your uh, former accolades or something like that in order to market you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a restaurant and you were voted best in Austin, Texas in 2018 for, um, I don't know, original ice cream flavors or something like that, right? Mm you know, because you're an ice cream shop, not a restaurant. Sorry, we'll go with that. Um, then, you know, that's something that you would want to tell them so that that way when they put out certain pieces of marketing material, mm-hmm. um, they have that included, mm-hmm. you know, um, or they have that on there. It's like, oh, you know, oh, voted, uh, voted best, whatever, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And as I'm thinking about this, mm-hmm. I've been filling this out a little bit. Yeah. 
And I guess one potential achievement would be, or one potential relevant piece of information, is composing music for the podcast and video series here on the network, such as the yeah. theme for the show, background music for other for Myth Takes, um, theme or intro and outro music for, what would that be, Scavengers, Play... Sound design play. and arranging yeah, yeah. for single player, player Sunday. Sunday. You also did taste testers. Don't forget about taste testers. Scavengers play in taste testers. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then um, background mm-hmm. music. Well, technically, that wouldn't be scavengers. The uh, anime book club. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- yeah. No, yeah. I mean, for for your sake, I mean, you can always put that, but. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. Okay, great. So, uh, and then this is the very last thing that goes on page number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this step is called image. Uh, image can be a multitude of things, mm-hmm. um, but I would say like your two big things are uh, physical look, if you are talking about like a person, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes even like if you're talking about like the aesthetic and design of a restaurant or something like that not to keep going back to restaurants maybe i'm just hungry i don't know um but you know for example like if you are trying to market a artist and you want them to be someone that is a touring artist kind of thing right Mm -hmm. you are going to have to think about what is the personal look like what is the appearance that we want to give people when they google this person and they look them up what is the overall message we are sending with how they dress and how they look stuff like that right yeah um And that is another reason why things kind of get dangerous in the entertainment world, because we very often treat people as if they have to be thin in order to send a positive message. Um, Luckily, in this day and age, I think we're starting to get a little bit more towards body positivity finally. But, um, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to lose weight in order to be a, a popular musician. It's more of, though, if you are in a metal band, but every time someone takes a photo of you, you're always in like a suit and tie, right? That's very different than the message that your music sends. Yeah. Um, so unless you want to be in a metal band where everyone is dressed uh, as, you know, corporate shills or something like that, and then you have stuff that's related to that, right? Yeah. That's also fine. Yeah. Um, but again, it's that thing where you want to have make sure that everything matches. Mm-hmm. And then same goes for with your logos or your artwork. Um, you want to make sure that there isn't conflicting messages or uh, ideology even between different things that you share out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say also a lot of the times, like, so for example, right now we're listing stuff out um, on my thing, right? I always said that, like, I attached a file in an email to this email address, right, to, like, the person that I was turning these forms into. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, like, you know, like, please refer to that for image, right? Because what you really also want to do is, is on that page, you want to include the photography. Yeah. Um, but if you are giving a digital version or if you need to print it out or something like that, you can sometimes give, like, a link to, like, you know, like, if you want to see personal imagery, go to this link right here, um, like a bit.ly slash, like, Alex look or something like that, right? Yeah. And then that way, that way you're not printing, like, 12 pages of, you know, colored photo. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, so what you have right now is great and everything like that. And, like, if you wanted to send in, like, a digital copy of this, you could turn, like, the French Alexander logo into an HTML link, and then when they click on it, it takes you to the art, to the art, or you could even just immediately put under it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Cool. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, what, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, nothing. I'm j- just kind of filling this out as we go. Sure. So, so it's um, just the, uh, the image stuff, the past achievements. Right. Um, so for example, real quick, um, for my personal image, um, mine, uh, actually had a whole thing about, in fact, like my number, my week number one Mm -hmm. actually talked about trying to decide on my imagery, um, because I, I knew what my personal logos and stuff like that were. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't realize how much of a change I was about to go through, uh, in life shortly after writing this. But I did already have a plan for trying to get away from constantly dressing like I was in a pop punk band in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, 
And so I started working on a plan to have slightly more, uh, for lack of a better term, chic or just really better, well-presented uh, clothing. Mm-hmm. And now I've actually kind of settled on like a halfway in between, like in a business setting or in a professional setting, I will dress that way. Um, but sometimes like I will like personally, like if I'm out with friends or whatever, I can still wear the pop punk uh, t-shirt and jeans. Um, I, I have, however, retired the Dickies shorts. Yeah. Um, that is the one thing that I did finally get rid of. Aww. Um, they just don't look good on you once you hit like 20 and I was holding on to it even at the age of 25 and it's like, no, I think it's time to get rid of this. Um, yeah. Things hit an expiration point at some point and that's okay. A- absolutely. Okay. So this is the most exciting thing to me though. The, the, the next step. So now we're in something called action programs. Uh-oh. Um, action programs are, I think they're a little tough, right? Yeah. Uh, at least like your first couple of ones, I think you'll always sort of struggle with. And then as it like, as you kind of, in a way, it's a lot like exercising, right? As you stretch and exercise that muscle, mm-hmm. you start to get much better at identifying what you a need to, to work on or to uh, ideas for things. And also, it becomes easier to figure out what the different sections should have filled out. Um, So, you will see on page two, at the top of page two, um, I have filled out number one as an example, because I think it is, you you really do need an example in front of you the very first time that you make one. Yes. Um, I did put it as a comment, by the way. What's that? I I put, I I placed it as a comment. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, so, um, hang on a second, let me go over here, scroll down. So, uh, action programs, now, technically, because I was turning in my thing as, uh, it says action programs week one, I actually need to get rid of that, um, week one thing, because we were turning in week by week for 12 weeks until we had a full thing, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, usually what you do is you you create the whole thing and then you just start working on it from there. Yeah. That's the reason why there is a section four timing, but we'll get there in a second. Okay, so I gave an example. Oh, wait. Did you get rid of my example? Yes. I oh, no. Put, no put, okay, sorry. It's comment. Did, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Sorry, you're right. You did say that. Um, um Okay, so um, it just didn't show up at first. It was still showing the, the comment from above, so I was like, what? Okay, Oops. here we go. So, uh, what you want to have is, is you want to have a title, something that makes it obvious as to what it is that you are going to be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here is the thing about an action program. An action program is something that you are working on that is something that is visible. Okay. Right? Um, and what I mean by that is, it's not something like, have a meeting. Yeah. Right? You would never put, hold a meeting on your action program. Yeah. That is not marketable. That does not make any sense, right? But my example was like, so for, here, let me back that up for a second. What I mean by this is, is I would not put as my very first action program, talk with Alex about the outline and format of Journey Under 30, mm-hmm. right? No, that would not work. That, that's not a marketable thing. Get it out. Yep. However, what I can do is, as my example, I can say podcast release, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of different things that you can do related to the release of a brand new podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a different type of objective. I kind of wish there was a different word here um, for it, but this is the action program objective, not your goal objective. Yeah. Um, so your action program objective is what you want to have happen um, through this program. So, you know, by releasing a podcast, you want to release the first episode of Journey Under 30, um, which is great because that's a brand new product, a brand new thing for people to partake in. Um, So that's the first thing that you're going to put under the title of your very first action program. Mm -hmm. The next thing that you're going to talk about is your target market. Who is it that you want to consume this product? Um, And... I think the best thing that I can say for this is don't think about demographics. Yeah. Um, unless it's like hyper, super important to that, right? Like if you are specifically making a, uh, a, what's the word for it? Hang on. If you, for example, if you're going to give a lecture series to, um, women about 
uh, domestic abuse and you want it to be specifically mm-hmm. like for women because it, it, it's all about being safe and everything like that, right? Yep. You would at that point say we are targeting this to women. So, so yeah, so your target market, you really want to think about the term psychographics. I know we've talked about it before on this show. Mm-hmm. So what, and think of it like this, you know, when you go to Amazon and they say like, you know, users who bought this also bought blank. Yeah. It's that thing of you want to find the things that people like and like what it like, that's the people that you want. Yeah. Um, so for example, we wanted fans of my brother, my brother and me to listen um, because the idea of trying to get onto the Forbes 30 under 30 was technically McElroy adjacent. Yeah. Um, and we wanted people who are podcast enthusiasts, but then also uh, people under the age of 30. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not a demographic. Sorry. I know that that is a demographic, but for again, remember, we had a very specific plan for this, right? We are under the age of 30 and we are trying to make our mark on the world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that someone who's 60 can't listen to this episode or this show and not still understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But what you want is, is to have this idea of like, hey, if you're under the age of 30, you are not alone. We are all in this together. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Now for description. This is your plan of attack. What are you going to be doing in this, uh, in this program, uh, in this action program, in order to reach your objective? So uh, the description for Journey Under 30 was, now that Journey Under 30 has a small backlog, whoops, <laughs> um, we are no longer in a backlog, it is ready to be released. Putting out the first episode for the general public and uploading it to as many directories as possible will help bring in more fans to my IP and hopefully grow my personal fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, you know, basically just like me saying a part of that actually probably should have been under objective a little bit. But the idea is that, you know, it's a plan of attack and a little bit more. It's kind of a more detailed version of what's happening to get to the objective and what maybe will also happen because of the objective happening. I know that sounds very weird, but um, again, I think it's one of those things that as you do more of them, you'll, you'll figure out what your description is. Um, Responsibility. Now, if you are doing something that is only done by you, right. uh, Then the responsibility is solely on you. Um, but if you're in a group, like for example, if I make a marketing program today mm-hmm. for the scavengers network, there will be responsibilities that will be given to me. There will be things that will have a responsibility to Alex. There will be things that have a responsibility to Morgan, but there also might be something where it says responsibility, everyone, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so it can be anything in between, mm-hmm. uh, timing, timing is your deadline. Timing is, you know, how soon does this need to be done? Um, and uh, I have before written things like ASAP, meaning like the second you start this program, like this better be the first thing on your list kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like there is no deadline because in a way it's almost like past due in a way. Um, yeah. But I also very frequently say like, you know, if you start this in week one, it should be done before you reach week two. Um mm-hmm. So that's kind of the two different ways to do it, right? In, in other words, that you can set a specific date and deadline mm-hmm. or say this should only take you a week to finish. So from start of the pro- of this uh, action program to the end of it should only take you a week. That's the deadline, one week. Um, and then the last thing is controls. Um, the Oh, sorry. No, that's not true. There is also a budget. The budget is if you are someone who needs to talk, talk about stuff like that, like how much money are you going to be able to sink into this mm-hmm. particular action program? Because people do need to know those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, sorry, is controls. Now, this is, again, something that's measurable. It's analytical. It's quantifiable. It is something that you can, just like your action program, it's something that you can see and analyze. Yeah. Um, so, for example, the controls of the podcast release was the controls will be based off of our RSS feed, um, which at the time originally was Buzzsprout. We are now with Shortwave, and thank God, uh, not that Buzzsprout is bad, but like I just truly love the analytics side of shortwave uh bill's wonderful yeah um but anyway so which is through buzzsprout to see how many people are listening in to each episode um and that's very true i also could have added um you know t- 
to double check to see how many times the numbers boosted after a Facebook post, for example, yeah. um, things like that. That is also something that's interesting to look mm-hmm. at. Um, but yeah, your controls are basically how will you measure the success? What numbers can you look at? How will you know if it's working or not? Yeah. Basically, that, that's, the, that's the, the end goal here of your controls. How do you know if it worked or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's an that's action program. That's literally it. Um, and then all you have to do is is make a minimum of 20 of those Ooh, great. to get you through 12 weeks, mm-hmm. um, which sounds like a lot. But if you do only 20, that is technically less than two per week. Yeah. Um, so now that I've been talking a lot about what these things are, do you want to walk us through one that you wrote? Um, that, sorry, that you wrote. So we're not looking at just my copy sure yeah and uh and then we'll Talk uh, move on from there yes so the first well actually well the only um action well the only title well actually no it's not title what would i okay so this should be vid- so video synth no synth fuck synth video release really perfect okay so um this first um, action is to release a synth video. And I guess, yeah, that'd kind of be the same thing as the action, right? Or, mm-hmm. uh, of currently untitled show, right? So the target market would be for fans of Jeremy Blake, Bo Beats, Noir et Blanc V, and Cuckoo Music. Those are certain, those are other channels that I watched that I Perfect. Get inspiration from. Uh, the description for this would be to record and edit a pilot episode, send to test viewers and edit according to their suggestions, and then suggestions, then upload video. Right. Repeat every go. month yeah. without sending out sending to test viewers because i imagine after i do it a couple times i'll get a good idea for what works and what doesn't work right um the responsibility would be solely my own because this is my project i'm not going to expect anybody else to handhold me with my own project Mm -hmm. um timing would be released as soon as the pilot episode is completed and edited edited according to test viewer comments budget would be zero dollars because i would be doing this for free i might need to get some video equipment which would up the cost a bit, but otherwise, you know, and controls would be, so what would I use to measure the success would be the amount of people watching and the amount of time spent watching each video or watching the first, watching the first, watching the videos. Yeah. I think, I think what you had was, was, was very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, I had a whole 12 week program, like I'm not going to read every single thing that I did, but, um, I think that this is a very good, uh, well, actually, hang on. Before I read these things, uh, my uh, one more to you. Sure. Uh, do you have any questions before we move on? Um. Hmm. I guess one thing that I'm trying to that I'm working out is what to think about when you're creating these action programs. And I'm sure you already mentioned this, but I'm like going back to my list, and I can only think of a couple. Like with synth video release, that goes hand in hand with the releasing the monthly themed synth videos, and then we have like the weekly live streams with the live jams and other projects, and then the monthly EPs. But then after that, like I have 17 more to go. So it's like, okay, so where do I go from here? Right. Well, that's the thing is that like this again, I think this is something that you will definitely like use like the royal you mm-hmm. will get better at thinking up programs as you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and a- another big thing is that, again, sometimes the things that you're writing for your action programs aren't going to outwardly seem as if they are pointed towards uh, the goal or the objectives because think of it almost like the way that we set up our challenges for the year right your action programs are the small challenges and whereas a small challenge may not seem as if it's going to end up leading to the big goal sometimes you need a lot of those small ones to add up to then suddenly make a very clear uh sub project right together added up that you go aha now that is what goes towards the main goal. That makes sense. And so then your objective is your medium goal. And then your, your three to five is, is it's, it's technically a little bit larger in a way than it would be nice because this is something that we really do want to have happen or that we are trying to make happen rather. Um, but I think that's actually a really good 
way to to look at it. And so like, for example, yes, doing a weekly live stream is a great example because it is something that's quantifiable. It's something that you can measure. It's something that you can see, um, stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, sorry, do you have any other questions before I, not really. I think it's really just, uh, continue with this, seeing how I do. And then maybe in the future we could kind of check back on it and see how yeah oh yeah for sure yeah we could definitely check back i love doing these things and again like you know i've done uh 12 week programs where i wrote 20 and really struggled with some Mm -hmm. of them and a couple of them are kind of arguably maybe not really action programs um and then i've had some that have had like 30 yeah and they all came super easy to me um now here's one one more that i wrote Mm -hmm. podcast cross promotions the objective is to create word of mouth for my brand and for others in a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. The target market is podcast enthusiasts, friends and family of both myself and those whose shows we are promoting, and then a few other things based on uh, the, the, uh, the people that I was looking to work with at the time. Um, description. Word of mouth is a huge thing. Podcasts frequently get sponsors. This should be a free system for the group of 100 people to help boost their listening base. I love that because I wrote that at the time that Mbim Bambino Podcasters Facebook group first started, and we had just hit 100 people um, when I wrote that particular one. So that's crazy because we're now at like 800. Um, So this would be a free system for this group of 100 people to help boost their listening base. I am now an admin on this large podcasting group, and I'm setting up a system for those who want to promote others in exchange for promotion of their shows. The responsibility is Colin and the Mbim Bambino Podcasters Facebook group. The timing is by the end of this weekend. Um, the budget is zero. And the controls would be based off of our all of our RSS feeds, which is uh, dependent, dependent upon the show, yeah. to see how many people are listening to each episode, as well as the analytics of, of, of each other's shows, to see if any of the word of mouth is helping. Yeah. Hopefully, us promoting each other will bring at least a few more listeners to each show. Um, and uh, I feel like I, of course, didn't make the change in this file. I was given a note to add something to that, and of course, now I'm blanking on it. Hmm. But, you know, it's funny that we're talking about podcasting cross-promotions, Alex. It is, actually. Because I think that maybe it's time to head over to the marketing department to do just that. Wait, Colin, before we go. Yes. Look, up in the sky, do you see it? What is it? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Double Issue with Daniel Poole and Quentin Pongratz. It's a weekly superhero fiction podcast with original character-driven short stories. Every week, Daniel and Quentin either tell short stories based in a shared universe they are creating, or they discuss the lore and characters from the show. Join them each Thursday at DoubleIssue.com or anywhere podcasts are sold. Wait, are podcasts sold, Colin? Uh, no, I think they are free. So that's kind of the one nice thing. As a millennial, I thrive on free. Me too, actually. Um, yeah. Now, you know, that's so interesting that we were just talking about this because co-host Drew Mick, Nathan Haynes, and Tanner Ackerman, uh, they created the show Headline Heroes. Ooh. What they do is take out their sometimes bizarre news headlines and use them uh, as ins- and use them as inspiration for a superhero or supervillain. So they started this back in April of 2017 and have so far remained a weekly podcast. They do enjoy coming up with and discussing the creation of these characters. Many of their creations are bizarre. For example, issue number 19, they ended up with a donkey lesion army in Roman armor. They're not really sure what happened there, but Check it out on issue number 19. But occasionally they create something that might be considered a great concept for a hero or villain. Well, you know, occasionally. Ultimately, their goal has been to create their own comic universe like Marvel or DC, except maybe a little bit more bizarre. Colin. Yes? I'm sensing a theme here. Hmm. We, I, I feel like we're on a really big superhero kick. That's right. Your spider senses are tingling, my friend. But that's weird. And that's I, weird because I'm afraid of spiders. Yeah, same, actually. It's so funny. Okay, quick side note. I've always wanted to be Spider-Man, but I would never be Spider-Man because if I saw a spider within, like, a hundred yards of me, I would probably cry. I would probably die. 
<laughs> well, you know, I think it was just it just so happened to be a coincidence that we picked two shows that are uh, related to, you know, creating superheroes or talking about superheroes. I definitely don't think so. I do not think that it's a, all about uh, a brand new show that may be coming to the network in March. Yeah, it could be that. That's just ridiculous. Why would we have any other shows coming to this network about podcasts? Like, <laughs> <sighs> That's a good question. Wait, Alex, yeah? what's that over there? That's, that's the marketing department that we were heading to, right? <laughs> that's me jumping into the marketing department and then popping back out suddenly without glasses and looking like uh, Supreme Dude. <laughs> what? Um, I can't. Superman is IP. Oh, Supreme Sorry, Dude. I didn't, I didn't yeah, want to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, Supreme Dude. Wait, is yeah. that like the, well, if it's that the logo Supreme, then we're already running into some issues. Okay, so, uh, I'm hoping, I mean, obviously this whole thing was basically a lesson learned. Certainly. Um, but, uh, I don't know, like, my personal thing about this is that I think that you learn a lot about yourself yeah. and the projects that you're working on when you do this. My first 12-week marketing program was, like, semi-successful. Yeah. My second one, tanked. Yeah. My third one I'm working on right now. I'm actually a little bit behind schedule on it, but I, I think it's going okay right now so far. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy these. Uh, I've technically created six, but but um, two of them were uh, for, uh, or sorry, three of them rather were for class projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so and. Uh I kind of get lost in the sauce of like trying to plan things and figure out, okay, what am I doing? What's going on here? And one thing we talked about actually last week was the fact that I tend to not balance projects really well because I end up, you know, doing too many things and then get being, feeling guilty because I'm not really sure where to like cut or end things. And right. this seems like a really good way to manage that because I can decide, okay, so here are the things that are relevant to me and this is how far I want to take them. And I'm just kind of setting a timeline for things and figuring out, okay, what do I need to do for each of these things to make it happen? Right. And, you know, I, I just realized something else that you can do if you are, like, if the royal you is struggling with coming up with 20 off the bat. Yeah. Do it the way that I did for college on your first time, right? Do it week by week. So you can, again, remember, make 12 separate, you know, files, or you can just keep adding on to the same one as you go. Yeah. But then what you can do is just say, like, okay... I've, you know, it's now week two. I'm going to add two more programs that I need to work on this week. Um, and one of them is something that I can do by the end of the week. The other one is something that's going to take me a couple of weeks. So I will just have to make sure that I keep coming back. And even though I'm adding other things, I'm still working on this idea because when you're first going through it, a lot of the times it'll be helpful to then add as you go because then you can start to see the places that you're lacking in something. Um, because like, as you're working on one thing, think of it, you know, like in a video game where you're like, you're supposed to go get a file from someone in another building, mm -hmm. but then you find out that you need a key code, Yeah. but the guy who has the key code is in a different city. So then, you know what I'm saying? Like in a way it's a lot like that. So it's like, you're starting to work on that one thing, but you realize you have another project that you might need to work on in order to have the pieces you need to finish the first thing. Yeah. So it's a lot of like kind of adjusting as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I think that you can do that even if you write a 12 week program, uh, just straight off the bat as you go, if you go, Oh, I really need to add this one thing or else it's not, or it won't be successful. Yeah. Go for it. These things are ever changing, but the whole point is that at the end of those 12 weeks, you can look at it and say, how successful was I? What things worked? What things didn't work? What things are things that we can repeat? What are things that we can then build upon? It's, it's a really, really great tool. And um, I wish that I had used it more often. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that I'm using them now. And I'm really glad that you're using them now. Yeah. And I hope that you, the listener, use them now. Yeah. Well, and I... Sorry, I've been keeping busy because I'm actually now kind of filling in these four items I have here. And I'm actually excited, really excited to get working on this. Because now it's like, hey, I finally have a means to do what I've wanted to do. Which is awesome. Awesome. Dude, I love that. See, I love that you just said yeah. that. That's so, so good. Um, that's perfect, Alex. Yeah. And so I think that we learned a lot today. And I think that's a great spot to leave it. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that, was, that was a good transition, <laughs> Alex. For those of you that don't know, that's kind of like our tie-in into the outro of the show. So it's like, yeah, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. So, yeah. Well, that's usually how one of us signifies to the other one. Hey, I think the episode's like, done. Hey, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Myth Takes, our actual play podcast, or if you're looking for other great podcasts, why don't you check out Idana Radio? Yes, they are a brand new addition to the network, and they are fantastic. They are a little not safe for work, um, so I wouldn't just go blasting that stuff out loud in front of your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a fun show. It's uh, it's like a fake radio show um, with three wacky hosts, um, and uh, it's it's unbelievably funny. Like I, it's it's got me in stitches quite a number of times. Yeah. Um, so you can find those shows uh, wherever you find uh, podcasts whatever podcasting app that you choose. Uh, but if you want to find me, your one of your two co-hosts, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. That's C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. If you, for some reason, wanted to find me, you could find me on Twitter at FrenchATMusic, Twitch at FrenchAlexander, and you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. As always, I'd like to thank my co-host Alex Taylor for writing the wonderful music that you hear at the beginning, middle, and end of this fine podcast. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. So, uh, Alex, this episode has aired on February 12th. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. We've been saying we're going to do one a week. Yeah. We're doing pretty good so far. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing great so far. Now, here's the problem, though, Uh-oh. Alex. Next week... Next week. Tuesday's the 19th. Tuesday's the 19th. Mm. Uh, well, what, why don't we release the episode on the 21st instead? What? No, no real no reason. No real reason? Just, let's, just, no real reason. We'll just... We'll just... Look, hey, you'll see us again on the 21st of February. The 19th, ugh, just not a good day for us, but the 21st, yeah. pretty great day for it us. It could be. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully it will hopefully. be. Um. Great. So, yeah, we'll see you again on the 21st. 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 Great. Say it, say it again, um, Colin. 21st. Cellar door. Cellar door. <laughs> Cellar door. I dropped, <laughs> I dropped my fidget spinner on my baby's head. Okay. Um, one of the most satisfying sentences of all time. All right. I think that's enough. Thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. I'm Colin Parker. Uh, I'm Alex Taylor. And we'll see you on the Forbes. Forbes.